There is a spirit which I feel. Selected Writings of James Naylor Chapter 5 Milk for Babes and Meat for Strong Men A Banquet of Aged Wine, the Best of Meats and the Finest of Wines Isaiah 25, 6 O come, young men and maidens, old men and babes, and drink abundantly of the streams that run from the fountain, that you may feel a wellspring of living water in yourselves, springing up to eternal life, so that as he lives, even Christ Jesus, from whom all the springs do come, so you may live also and partake of his glory, who has ascended to the right hand of the Father, far above principalities and powers. To you, tender-hearted ones, who have felt the call of the Father's love, and who now see more blessing and beauty in innocence and meekness than in all conceit and self-exaltation arising from lofty knowledge, my soul is with you herein. And now, wait low, and diligently hearken unto that which has given you the sight of this excellency, until the life itself springs up which naturally possesses the riches that come from above. For though this seed lies far below all fleshly affections, lofty thoughts, and hasty desires, and by these things is veiled and hidden from you, so that you cannot come to the life and source of it, yet, as you deny these and put them off, by sinking down through all earthly things, the seed will rise up. Under all these things your beloved suffers, while they are risen above him in your minds. And it is through the fall of all these that he must arise and take his kingdom, before you ever come to have a quiet dwelling place in him, and he in you. Therefore, you must come and be planted into the likeness of his death, that you may feel the fellowship of his sufferings and partake of his meekness and patience therein who bears all things. Your faithfulness to him must therein be thoroughly proved in the faith and patience of which you shall learn the one whom you love, both his reproaches without and his temptations within. Yes, even in such trials as cannot be uttered, you will learn of him love, obedience, patience, meekness, and long-suffering, and how he arises through all these things, and through his resurrection chains down his enemies and takes them captive. Thus you will have fellowship in his resurrection, wherein you shall attain to the resurrection of the dead and the inheritance of eternal life. But, dear children, think it not strange when, for the attaining of this, you come to be rejected by all, denied, condemned, contradicted, and tempted with all manner of spirits and evils, assaults within and without, with fears and dread, and weakness, watchings and fastings, and with tears of sorrow night and day. For you will be led into the wilderness, and there be tempted and tried in the night with great temptations, and will see no way out, and be led in a way you do not know, a way of wrath and terror, passing by the gates of hell with none to pity you, nor take your part, chastened alone, that you may be proved to the uttermost. So when you come into this, faint not, nor look back, but lift up your head through all, and know that now he deals with you as with sons and daughters of his love. Take heed that you do not murmur, nor judge him with your own light, nor repine at his rod, and do not cast an evil eye upon the instruments he uses to afflict you, whoever or whatever they may be. For this will only beget wrath in your minds, and then you will lose the life you seek, and thus suffer in vain. But in the greatest floods, keep your eye to your beloved, retaining patience and meekness in long-suffering, with faith. Let these be ever in your heart as the end of all, and believe that all that befalls you is only to waste away that which would hinder you from being joined to the one you so highly prize. So in all things keep with him, let his joy be strength unto you in all, and so the appearance of his beauty will refresh you in new life as the old wastes away. Make war together with him against the enmity, and let his love quench all wrath that would arise. Let him be your shield of faith, and while you fix your mind singly upon him, 
Whatever you are led into shall be profitable towards your desired end, though without him you can do nothing. So if you pray to the Father, let it be by him. And in all your wrestlings, you will find that his meekness, patience, and long-suffering in faith prevails much with God. If you resist the tempter, let it be with him, for it is his goodness alone that has power to overcome evil. And he will be your strength at all times if you hold him steadfast in your minds. In the fire and in the floods, he will be with you and will be your power and peace and will make a way through all. Though at times the clouds may be so thick and the powers of darkness so strong in your eyes that you cannot see him, yet continuing to love him and believe, you will have him present. You will feel his patience calling you down out of the storm and his meekness moving you to follow the one who has gone the same way before in all his saints. This is your beloved, who now goes before you. Hear him alone, and then you are faithful. That is, when you look for no other to be with you in all things, nor to redeem you out of all trials, except him whom you love. And though the tempter should offer you relief some other way, for if he cannot drive you from the meek and patient one by suffering and threats, he will then flatter and promise in order to draw you from him. Yet this is your faithfulness, that you abide in your trial until meekness and patience bring you out. For whatever you seek to redeem you out of trouble, that will be your Lord and Master, and you will be its servant. Therefore take heed that you acknowledge nothing for a helper besides him who you desire to inherit. For he that makes flesh his strength inherits the curse, and the earth comes over him, and he must serve it. But stay your mind in the meekness of Christ, in his peace and patience, and you will receive the earnest of your inheritance in the day of trouble. And when you come out, none shall be able to take it from you, nor will any contrary nature be Lord in you or over you. But the one in whom you have trusted shall rest upon you, and his glory shall cover you and become your life and your leader forever. By being faithful in these trials, you shall both learn Christ and discover the wiles of Satan, and come to perfectly feel what each one has of his own ground in you to work upon, even by their present working in your minds. For that which thinks the suffering hard and the time long is not to be trusted. This will work a distrust in the reasoning part and tempt you to look out for freedom and ease by some visible help, and if it cannot prevail with you to hunt about for freedom, yet if any carnal way be opened, it will form a fair pretense as though it were of God, and seek to seduce you from the just and faithful one. Yes, it would eagerly keep you from your chaste waiting upon the one you love, taking advantage by your haste, weariness, and weakness in the journey. But that in you which seeks only to be obedient to God in suffering and acting, with faith and diligence, hearkening to what he says with all long-suffering, meekness, and patience, thinking it a greater thing to obtain counsel from him than ease from another, counting nothing dear that you may win him, thinking no time long, nor anything hard to endure for the joy and beauty that is set before you, this, I say, will never deceive you. And following it, you shall feel and see your Redeemer in your midst, and with him you shall arise and live. And he shall set you out of all darkness and above all fears, and your freedom will be perfect and your inheritance large. But all who would not stay their minds on him alone will be consumed in their fiery trials, which all their haste, ease, and distrust can never bring to an end. And having learned this mystery of godliness and found the worth of it, and having found his way to be perfect and pure, and him to be faithful to all who work therein, you will be able to direct the simple and unlearned in the way to rest, and your words will have a manifestation of life in them, and his quickening power will be with you. And this you shall feel along the way, that the more diligently you wait upon him in all conditions you pass through, the more of him you will receive, by drinking in the heavenly virtue that is in him, and by supping with him continually. 
Thus you will come to be filled with him, and all haste and impatience and distrust will be covered and overcome by him, and what is mortal will be swallowed up by immortality, till he becomes your whole life and all your thoughts, words, and actions have their rise and beginning in him. In this way, self will be seen no more, and neither death nor condemnation will have any entrance or power, and this you will find to be the house from above, where all righteous spirits live and walk and have communion as they come to be perfected. This is that heavenly city, of which the Lamb is the light and salvation, and into which none may enter but those who through his meekness and long-suffering are ransomed. So, with all diligence, sink down to feel the election, not minding that part in you which boasts in lofty words before it is tried. For when it comes into the fire, it will not patiently stand in the trial. But giving that part up to death, seek for that which lies beneath it in suffering, that which calls you down from every lofty thought. Come down into the low valley with him who bears all things without complaining, so that with him you may suffer, and with him you may learn to obey. And when he is with you in all things, and you are with him, then you will know the election, and make it sure to yourselves in life and in death. And though you are brought down with him in the flesh, yet he shall raise you up in the spirit. Though you are sown weak, yet you shall be raised in power. In this way you will be changed by him. If you are careful to arise only with him as he raises you, and if you do not cast off his yoke, nor flee his cross, nor heal your own wound. For though your wound be mortal, yet the cure is immortal. And though you go down in shame and reproach, yet you will rise in glory, covered with immortal honor and eternal life, with power and strength to fulfill the will of God, and with the answer of a good conscience. It is through this baptism and resurrection that you shall attain the prize, and so become one spirit with him who dwells in the light, one in death, in sufferings, in patience, in faith, and in obedience. For the light demands that righteousness be fulfilled, but the first birth does not have the power. Therefore, through the law, the firstborn must lose his life. See Galatians 2.19 Which law has power over the transgressor as long as he lives? Romans 7.1 for the soul cannot be joined to Christ till he be dead to the law. Romans 7.4 So the law must kill the first birth, which is earthly, because of sin and disobedience. But that birth, which is of the Spirit, will live because of righteousness and obedience. In this way, the boasting nature is excluded, being concluded under sin, so that through the mercy of God, the meek seed may arise over all and fulfill all. For the light says, love your neighbor as yourself, but this the first birth cannot do, and so it is exposed and excluded. Therefore the law lays hold of the life which lacks this love, and the creature must give it up to death, that he may know the meek spirit who gives the power of another life, one that has righteousness and obedience in it. And as the creature draws his mind and affections and faith away from the first birth, which has words without power, and gives these to the second birth, then the first begins to fall, wither, and die in that vessel. And as the heart is diligently set upon the second, so it arises in the faith, and Christ raises the power of obedience in that vessel. Thus, as the new creature rises up through the law, fulfilling it, he also brings forth fruits above the law, against which there is no law. In this way, he who walks in the new covenant finds the power of obedience unto righteousness and knows an end to the law. For when that life which arose through disobedience, the transgressing nature for which the law was added, is denied, dead, and buried, then the law becomes dead also. And he that fulfills the law in you is the same that gives it forth who becomes the end of it in all who live in him by faith. Such as these truly inherit righteousness as they put on his life through death. So, 
Being faithful in the light, you will learn the one who kills and makes alive, who casts down and raises up, who condemns and justifies. And so you will know the way of death and the way of life, and will see who it is that is hardened by the law and who fulfills it, and the life and end of both. And you will see the cause and the end of all the tribulations, earthquakes, thunders, darkness, and great temptations, and the trial of your faith herein will be as the refining of gold, and will bring you to inherit the knowledge of God and eternal life. Here you will find power to judge the prince of the air, to understand the mystery of iniquity, and to deny the God of this world with all his snares and traps, wherein the unlearned professors of Christianity are caught and held captive at his will. Though some of these have an outward knowledge and form of the truth, in imitation of what others have learned, yet all of this you will be able to judge and comprehend. For he that is faithful and diligent unto the end of this great tribulation shall be made white and have judgment committed to him. Yes, he will be given the key of David's house to bind and loose and shall sit in the Lamb's throne of judgment and righteousness in heavenly places. Over such as these neither the grave nor hell shall have any dominion, nor shall their old iniquities have any more power, for the strength of sin is dead. Therefore, brethren, be faithful in the light when you come into this condition. Take heed of unbelief, and do not hurry out from under the refining hand, lest you tempt the Lord of your life and grieve his meek spirit. For in this way many have provoked him to leave off his chastening, and so their stains remain. These prove to be bastards and not freeborn children of his kingdom, power, and glory, and in time their old iniquities overtake them again. For whatever of the old man comes out of the fire unconsumed, not being dead and buried in this baptism, will be like a continual canker seeking to spread, and like an enemy daily waiting his opportunity upon all occasions to rise up and overtake the pure plant of innocency, separating you from your beloved. This will make void all your past sufferings and let in old evils like a flood upon you, as has befallen many at this day. Therefore, be faithful to the end of all iniquity, the root as well as the branch. Thus your righteousness will arise clear and unspotted, and your old sins shall be buried never to rise again, neither to accuse nor to reign. This is your victory over death. And know this for certain, whatever others might imagine, that though the evil seed is sown when men sleep and takes root through their pleasures and springs up, through their ease and delight. Yet the end thereof is bitterness and great tribulation. But the precious seed is sown with tears, conceived in sorrow, and brought to light with sighing, nights of watching, days of mourning, and with much labor of spirit and travail of soul. For though the world has conceived a faith in the air, which brings forth nothing but various sorts of winds striving upon the earth, without foundation, and building nothing to perfection. Yet it must not be so with you. For to you the true light has sprung up which leads to the foundation of God, and you have received a faith which gives you a sight of that stone which the builders cannot see. And to you it is given not only to believe in him, but to suffer for his sake, and so to run as to win, and to strive as to obtain him, that is, his name, his power." and his nature. For this your soul groans, longing to possess and inherit his power, his love, his meekness, his patience in all tribulations, his faith in all fears, and to have the power of his grace and virtue living in you, whereby you may be rightly furnished for every good work. Therefore, your work is to war against whatever would keep you from coming to this foundation and cornerstone. It is not beating the air that will fight your battle, but warring against all deceit and lofty notions, and all spirits that would possess your minds with words and forms without the power of righteousness. The true light gives ability to see all deceit, and all that lies under the power of sin, which are the subtle paths of the destroyer, 
and how nothing less than victory over sin and deceit will satisfy your souls. Yes, it is only life and power that can give you peace. Therefore, yours is an inward work, and not vain words, and that which strikes at the root of sin will be your best weapon. It is not the flesh that profits you, but the spirit that must quicken through hardship that which ease has slain before you come to perfect peace. For though the scriptures speak of a seed that is heir of all things, who gives his inheritance to all in whom he is formed, whose name is wonderful in counsel and strength, yet this seed is not brought forth without hard labor and travail, and a passing through the pangs of death. For when, like Rebekah, you come to the Lord for counsel and find that there are two kinds of seed in the womb, then you will see that a great work is to be done before you can come to rest. Yes, before the seed can reign, the strong man must be bound, and he is strongly armed with all manner of wiles to save himself. It is not words and concepts that will cast out the mother and son who do not inherit the promise. Genesis 21.10 Yet this must be done, or all is in vain. For he that is born of flesh is in bondage to things below, and this birth cannot inherit immortality, for sin has power in it. So he must die, that the Son of Righteousness may arise and live in you, and bring your life to light with him as he appears. So, being faithful in the light which comes from the Son, and which condemns all the lofty ways of the firstborn, you will be led into lowly ways, which cross your life in the first birth. The Spirit will lead you through watchings and fastings and great tribulations, whereby the false birth must be famished. For in the leadings of the Spirit, through the wilderness, there is nothing for lust to live upon, nor a way for man's wisdom to exalt itself, or seek its ease and pleasure. Therefore be faithful to your guide, however much the first birth, which must be destroyed, grumbles and rages in the way. And with all diligence, press into that which calls home your wandering mind, and give heed with watching and wrestling to abide therein. As you are faithful in this, it will be enlarged until it becomes a habitation for your pure minds to dwell in and find rest, after having been tossed to and fro as in a wilderness, and by killing, through careful watchfulness, all that would draw you out, and by sinking down into humility and steadfast lowliness, you will come to feel the plant of God that brings forth this meekness and holiness and the springs of living virtue. There you will meet the Lord in his kingdom on earth, where he delights to walk as in a garden. For indeed, his delight is in those who wait to feel his fellowship and to receive his counsel in purity and coolness. And here he will let you see whatever might break his covenant with you or lead you out from eternal life, and with his spirit will lead you to war against it. Being faithful in this spiritual war, you will not fail to have victory till every encumbrance in your minds be cast out. Then heavenliness will become your quiet habitation, and in the meek spirit you will feed upon heavenly food which no ravenous earthly spirit can steal or devour from the soul. And as you get an entrance into the heavenly mansion, diligently keep watch, and in the light stand armed against the thief, keeping out whatever of his would enter into your affections or desires under whatever pretense. For if it enters into your affections, it will steal away your minds from this pure, innocent plant. This is adultery treachery, and harlotry, which you must wrestle against in the power of his love. Therefore, with willingness of mind, put off all old idols from your affections, whatever has any place there. For by allowing entrance to these through lust, the Son of Righteousness has suffered, and the Innocent One has been crucified within. And until all that has arisen up over the Righteous One in your affections be condemned and cast out, the Son of Righteousness will not arise into his kingdom, nor give you entrance into this holy habitation. 
for he must fulfill all righteousness before full enjoyment can be known. And this work is stopped wherever unrighteousness is retained, and its seat in the heart is not condemned and cast out. So it is that many seek to enter, but are not able. For the cursed thing, which has no place in God's kingdom, is not cast out. But righteousness has no fellowship with lawlessness, nor the temple of God with idols. And this I say to you, which is an experienced truth in this journey. If you either retain your old lovers, or allow anything to enter your affections and draw out your minds from this pure plant of righteousness and truth, you shall in no way enter into the kingdom of heaven. For this is the way, and it must make your entrance. Therefore fight against whatever would draw you from it, and with violence break through and take the kingdom. For only he that has been faithful in the baptism of John, in order to fulfill all righteousness, shall receive power to press into the kingdom. And though you will find violent powers seeking to keep you out, these must be violently overcome with the Lamb through warfare. For the strong man, having gained a possession within, is not easily bound and cast out. His is a spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, and so you must wrestle with a heavenly virtue contrary to him, and of a greater power, in order to get the victory. So, press into the heavenly spirit and its power, in order to overcome the earthly spirit and its power. Strive earnestly in a meek spirit to obtain a measure of faith and patience that is larger than your temptation, and this will endure to the end of temptation, in a meekness and love that covers all strife and wrath, and with a long-suffering that will famish all haste, and whatever seeks its own ease. And so in all things, drink with desire of the heavenly virtue from above, whereby you may become strengthened with all might to withstand the assaults of the enemy both within and without. And taking up the cross, learn to put on Christ Jesus, who is the great power of God unto salvation and the wellspring of eternal life and glory, which is done by sinking down into the heavenly feeling of his life, which is contrary to the will of the first birth. Here you will be overshadowed from above and can look for the Savior to overcome all things below. And as you come into a feeling of these virtues, hold them fast till he comes who is the fullness. And with whatever measure you have, wrestle against all that would draw your minds out from it. For with your measure of him, you must make war against whatever is contrary thereto. And as you are faithful to abide in this measure, you will feel every high thing fall before you. For that which cleanses the vessel of all corruption is your weapon, and that which springs up of a pure nature is your life. So then, beholding this as it rises, and keeping your eye constant in the faith and hope of attaining his fullness, your work will be the work of love. Your obedience will be delightful. All your sufferings will be made easy, and any loss of former glory will appear great gain to this eye. This is that faith which works by love and avails much with God, and when it is followed, it overcomes the world and sets free from it in all things. Therefore, in the light, seek to be led down into that life which is not of this world. Come unto him who seeks not himself, who finds no rest in things of the earth, who is rejected of men, denied of his own kindred, and forsaken of all. And as you come unto him, you will also come to be proved, as to whether you will forego all these things for him alone, so that he may further appear in you and cover you with himself, both with his contempt and reproach, and with his patient power to bear all. For only he can bear all things and never be moved, and so overcoming in him you shall know the white stone and that rock which breaks the nations, but builds the house of God. But in all your journey take heed of the adulterous mind, for it secretly devours the precious life. Take heed of the eye which looks outward, and do not give way to it for a moment, 
For if you consent to it upon any pretense whatsoever, you enter into covenant with it against the holy seed and destroy the chaste mind. So, whether the bait be rough or smooth, hold it as an enemy. For that which gets in by consent must be got out by double the suffering to the delight it brought with it. But if you withstand it as an enemy by constant and patient resisting, it will flee and grow weaker upon every assault, and he that gives you the victory will grow greater in both your esteem and delight. Therefore, do not think it strange, so long as any old leaven is within, not yet purged out, that the nearer you draw to God in the lowly, suffering meekness, the deeper you sink into tribulation, and your sufferings increase in the fleshly part. For this is the Son's way to perfection, and wondrous are the works of the Father learned in the deep. For by the hand of God upon you, being faithful in suffering to the end of sin, you shall come to see the root and offspring of all wickedness, how it came to be laid, and how the Lamb was slain, and what He truly is. And you will see and feel the foundation of God upon which the saints were raised up and built in the Spirit, and how all the chaff, hay, and stubble comes to be purged. Yes, His fan is in His hand, and the words of His mouth are a consuming fire to that chaffy nature. And it is He that refines the gold and quickens the soul and divides the clean from the unclean. And the nearer you draw to God, the nearer He will draw to you in righteousness and judgment and truth to make an end of sin and to bring in everlasting righteousness. For all who appear in His temple and are made His inheritance must pass through the refiner's fire and know the fuller's soap, the end of all sufferings and an entrance supplied into everlasting joy, purity, peace, and the weight of eternal glory, to which there is no other way but through affliction. But as you come down to the foundation of God, watch with all fear and diligence that nothing exalt you or lift you up in mind, conceit, or comprehension above that foundation which you are being built upon. For many temptations of haste will present themselves with fears and distrust to get you off the foundation of life. But if you keep lowly, steadfast, and faithful to the measure of life, you shall be raised together with it out of the pit, and be set above the earth. For to this end the foundation of life is laid within you, that you may be built in spirit upon it, and made like the cornerstone, not the same that goes down, but the new man rising up. But none knows the way of his rising, except as he keeps to the foundation and mines the cornerstone, which as you diligently mind, you shall know the sure foundation of the holy city, even from the word of the beginning of Christ, as you grow to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance and of faith towards God, the doctrines of baptisms, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment." And as you come to be edified upon the foundation of life and power, you will be led out of the dominions of death, and will learn where death has its power, and by what it reigns, and how it captivates the seed, and how its bonds are broken, and how the one who has the power of death is overtaken and chained. So you will come to see what binds and what looses, what kills and what makes alive." And you will come to know the life of the law, the life of the prophets, the life of the apostles, having fellowship with them in the same spirit, and inheriting the same promise as you come to the word of God, which endures from generation to generation, for the fulfilling of the promise. Indeed, this is the end of all travail of soul in the righteous men and women here below, who return in peace to him that made them clothed with their heavenly house. For this prize they count all things here below as loss, casting off their earthly pleasures, and mortifying every affection thereto, walking as strangers to these things while here, knowing that love of earthly things is an enemy to their spiritual ascending, and that the earthly, adulterous spirit daily hunts to devour the precious life and to keep the soul in things below." 
Yes, this spirit daily presents its carnal delights and opens the path of the destroyer with pleasure to the carnal eye. Whoever joins with it cannot ascend into the heavenly inheritance, but instead goes daily downward with the dark world, who are degenerated from the life of God and estranged from it even from the womb. These are never able to attain the knowledge of God, nor in truth and righteousness to call Him Father. For of this they are willingly ignorant, that just as no man has ascended up to heaven but he that came down from heaven, so neither shall any man ascend but he who was born not of the corruptible seed, but begotten by the word of God which lives and abides forever. But with you it is not so, who feel the heavenly motion drawing your minds out of all earthly delights, and who taste the heavenly life overcoming your earthly affections, so that you die daily to the world, and you feel something coming to life in you that cannot feed on earthly pleasures, but hungers after righteousness, and sees a beauty and holiness, and thirsts daily after heavenly virtue. You who have tasted these things, now sink down to their source, to the seed which yet lies in suffering, hunger with it, suffer with it, and join to it in all its counsel, so that with it you may be raised. For this is on the foundation of God, and coming to Him as a living stone, you will be built on the same foundation, the same Spirit being your head, by whose arising all the veils will be done away, the veil of death, the veil of the law, and the veil of the prophets. Thus the whole mystery of godliness will be unsealed, and the way to heaven opened by Him, even the slain Lamb, who gives power to you from the midst of the throne of God, if you join to Him in both His sufferings and His ascendings. It is He who makes a way between heaven and earth, and keeps it open in all who mind Him and possess their vessels in holiness and fear towards God, so that nothing shall hinder their prayers from coming to the throne of God, nor the dew and blessing of heaven from falling upon the seed. Here you will experience the heavens opened, and a way of grace and salvation for the wayfaring man to walk in. And if you wholly exercise your minds in this way, you shall not err, nor shall anything be able to hinder you from receiving gifts from the Father, so long as nothing of a contrary nature stops his own plant from arising to him in praises, and you with it. So let nothing cut off your communion with God in the measure you already have received, but let the breathings of your souls and your hearts be continually open towards Him. In this way, you will not only receive from Him, but will become faithful improvers of what you have by the blessing that is in the covenant with all who love Him and dwell in the light. For where the citizenship is truly in heaven, there the earth becomes fruitful. Therefore, Give all diligence that nothing entangles your affections here below, or stops your heavenly mind from its constant ascending. For the spirit of bondage waits upon you continually to oppose the heavenly life, and to rise above it in your mind, and it gains power by letting in some carnal thing upon you to press you down and become a weight to beset you in your way, and stop up the way of life. For that which comes from heaven should find free passage through a clean vessel to water the heavenly seed, a vessel free from cares, encumbrances, and earthly pleasures, which has access from earth to the heavens. For that which comes down from above is what shows to man his way and his needs, and teaches to pray, and receives an answer. And by this alone God works all his works in you and for you. But if you join to another and give the strength of your heart and mind to his enemy. Then the work of God ceases, for the way of life is stopped up. For the adulterer, the covetous, the idolater, the careless, the slothful, or whatever of that nature you join to, your consent gives it strength to stop the way of life, and this becomes your condemnation. Witnessed in the light, for this is how death gained its power at first. For the serpent cannot be head in man except where he is hearkened to, let in, or obeyed. 
Being resisted, he flees. But being led in, he seats himself in the heavenly place with much astuteness and power, and is not easily expelled nor recognized for what he is. So when you feel your way darkened, or your affections grow cold towards heaven, then take heed with all diligence to search with the pure light, for your enemy has got some entrance. By faithful and patient waiting in the light, you will come to see your adversary, and through the power of the cross you will kill that life and cast out the womb in which it was conceived. For the child of flesh must not abide in the house with him that is heir of the heavenly inheritance, but as an enemy to his coming. This is that which restrains until it is taken out of the way, Second Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians 2.7, which, while it is in the way, dulls the affections and clogs the heavenly mind so that it cannot ascend. Therefore, that which you have received of the Holy One, His anointing, hold fast till He comes, and with it stand armed against whatever would enter to lead you out into any outward observations. With all diligence, Observe that which you have received of him in spirit, which the adversary seeks so much to draw you from, to prevent an increase of your Lord's talent. In your measure maintain your daily watch, and make war, using what you have of life and power, and not with what you do not have. In this way you will be accounted faithful stewards, and will be accepted in what you have, and not in what you do not have. For the world lies in darkness, and so they wait for what they do not know. They have no ground for their faith, nor power to prepare the way for his coming, but only words which they have heard from others, or from their own carnal conceivings. These are not in him who is true, but you are in him who is true, and have received his light, and walk in it so as to observe his appearance in all things. And you know the messenger of his covenant, who goes before his face to prepare his way, turning your hearts from every evil way and out of the paths of the destroyer. Thus you will be fruitful upon earth, and he will receive you unto himself when he comes to smite the earth with a curse, the earth which brings forth briars and thorns, whose seed is not of him, his root and offspring, but is begotten in the adulterous mind. For the mind feeding from without upon any religious knowledge, form, or observation, except what the life leads into in spirit and power, is the ground of the mystery of iniquity and the sin of witchcraft, which hunts for the precious life of the holy child, seeking to draw your strength and affections from him after the harlot, so that he may be daily buried and crucified in your hearts and affections. For whenever your lust goes out after another, though covered by a fair pretense, there the worldly spirit daily gathers strength, as all will feel who are watchful and diligent in the spiritual war. So shall your love wax cold, and iniquity will abound with irresistible power, regardless what you may think to the contrary, or believe without that faith which works by love towards the life of truth. Therefore, let your wrestling be for the power and life of God, and feed thereupon, so that your life endures forever, and your strength and virtue are daily renewed. You have read of those who had the form of knowledge and the form of truth, Romans 2.20, and being out of the life of truth, they held the truth in unrighteousness. Though they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God in the life and so were given up to their vain imaginations, and could not retain the life by their knowledge, but turned the truth of God into a lie. So we see that their knowledge could not keep them from being filled with unrighteousness, for they stood not in the life and power of righteousness, nor received the truth in that faith which loves to live the life of it. Therefore, let your food be the life of what you know and rejoice in the power of obedience. But do not rejoice in what you know, but cannot live. For the life is your soul's bread, which crucifies the flesh and confounds all that runs before the cross. So let your labor and diligence be in that which presses into the heavenly life, and seeks a conformity to Christ and obedience to what you believe. 
Do not listen to that mind which would save your life and feed you as you are, but listen in love to that which separates you from self-life and changes you into the image of the one you wait for from above. Yes, receive his commands in that part which loves to be like him, and so your faith will work by love, and his commands will be joyous through love. This faith works obedience, life, and willingness. It works out the old and works in the new. And through a hope fixed on the one you love, and through the obedience of faith, an entrance is made with the life into the holy kingdom, and the immortal glory is put on, which is seen in the light and obtained in the life. And through the word of faith, a separation is made, and the first birth is put off whose life is outside the veil and given over to death. But the other life makes an entrance through the blood and through his flesh. This is the living way, or way of life, which is new to all who have been seeking the door in old ordinances and traditions and outward observations, feeding their minds with thinking or talking about what others experienced long ago or what may take place in times to come. These weary themselves to find the door without the light of life, which is not of this world. But they are outside of that life which has the promise of the Father and power to access Him, remaining in the lusts of the flesh and in that nature which loves itself and works iniquity. But as you are careful only to feed upon the plant of life, you will come to know the work of the Father in His vineyard, and you will see who the faithful laborer is, and what his work must be. And you will also see the slothful servant, and what his work brings forth, and the reason why the field of the lazy servant is overgrown with evil fruits, and why his vine does not bring forth fruit to perfection. For you will find many plants besides the tree of life, all of which seek to be fed and strengthened in the mind and in the affections, Yes, you will find many tall and strong trees which have got deep rooting and which spread and bring forth abundantly after their various kinds. All of these present themselves to the eye of the mind to be fed from there, which is like fetching food from afar, without which they cannot live long but must pine away and fall. For these trees will die as the affections and mind are withdrawn from such objects as feed them. So the work of him that is faithful is to deliver all these to the axe and to the fire, and not to allow them any place in the mind, however strongly they may tempt or spread their roots to stay alive. For it is through the death of these that the Lord's vine may grow alone, in clean affections and a holy mind, and in an honest, chaste heart, which is the good ground." Here the pure plant will bring forth its increase in all things, where it is not encumbered by that which is contrary to it. But the lazy servant condemns the fruit, but is not diligent to dig up the root, and thus it keeps daily growing till the good ground is overspread. These are they who know what to do, but are never able to abide therein, for their life has been lost in the midst of this wilderness and overgrown with wild plants." But you, being diligent in your watch, will see that there is a cause for all your troubles and confusion. For you will find many plants of various kinds in the heart. For the world is in the heart of man, and the heart of man is in the world, as he is driven out from God. Now, every plant has its particular life, and every life has its particular feeding, all of which you may feel in the light by their different temptings to lead out your minds. And though they have various motions and live upon various objects, you will find that if even the least of them is fed by a consent in your mind, it will overrun the vine and in time bury it by growing up in your affections. Therefore, all must come down, that truth alone may arise in your affections and the word of life have place in your hearts, who is too pure than to dwell in the adulterous mind. For his eye cannot behold iniquity, and has no communion with darkness, nor fellowship where any idol stands in his temple. 
So then, labor in that faith which overcomes the world and allows nothing of it to take place in your minds. And with the spirit of life, watch and wrestle against every lust and kill every affection that would go out seeking its food. For when the affections run out, they betray the innocent one, and the pleasures of the flesh are like a canker that eat out the holy and just life. But by faith, the just one will live in you, and by faithfulness he will judge and make war against all his enemies. And in this work, be careful what you follow. Follow nothing rashly, but prove all things with fire. That which will not endure temptation or bear the cross is the nature of the adulteress, who will look outward in every direction for ease, and the serpent will present many plausible ways under fair pretenses which she that desires to live at ease will hastily hearken to. But if you hearken to these, you will betray the work of life, which is being brought forth in hard travail and labor. For where ease and sloth are consented to, the life is slain in the birth, and it is by living at ease and in pleasure that the life has been slain and kept under from the beginning of the world. Yes, by the pursuit of pleasures, the elect seed has been lost in man, and covered over by the seed of wickedness which God hates, and which wars according to the flesh and lusts after the flesh, in order to grow strong and arise above the holy spiritual seed. But being careful to make sure to yourself that which calls you, and being obedient thereto, it will lead you down by the power of the cross through all that has risen up above the pure life until you feel the election and a separation is made between that which God chooses and that which God condemns. In this way, you will come to know to what you must join and from what you must withdraw in order to be workers together with him and not against him. For the subtle one makes men work against their salvation until, by the light, a separation is made, and by joining in faith and obedience to the workings of God, the elect seed arises and is known. And once you feel the innocent life begin to move in you under its oppression, then give yourselves no rest until the strong man bows. For the seed of promise must be redeemed out from under the enemy's power, with great plagues upon that nature and will. And like Pharaoh, if he is given some rest, he will not let Israel go from under his power. But if you keep with the Spirit and bow very low, he will let you see what plagues must be poured out upon the enemy until he is brought down, so that a little child may lead him and reign over him, and he that was oppressed by the beast may ride him. For that nature gained strength and became head in you by having its lusts fulfilled, and so it must be subdued by having its lusts famished. But those who are unfaithful to the seed of God in this work sell their birthright, betray their own redemption, and are found deceitful workers against God and against their own souls. Therefore, do not run with that which is in haste, but lie down in that which is meek, lowly, and patient, and is willing to wait the Father's time, and seeks to obtain by the obedience of faith, and not in the will that would have its own way. For there is a nature which runs out for help, and roams abroad in search of satisfaction, but God desires to famish it. This will seek to lead the mind, and if it is followed, will search about and murmur when it is not satisfied. So it must suffer hunger, and feel the Lamb's wrath, and all the plagues upon its head, whichever way it turns, until it bows and comes under, which it will not do till it is weakened with famine and wearied upon the mountains of prey. But then the lion shall lie down with the lamb, and the little child shall lead to rest, and no ravenous beast shall take his food. But in this work take heed you are not deceived by that subtle spirit to run to one hand or to the other, that is, either into eagerness and haste, which is the first temptation after one is convinced of the truth, or else, when you do not achieve your end in this way, into laziness and idle carelessness. For both of these keep the wrong spirit alive and strong above the seed. But there is a narrow way between these two errors, 
in which the seed arises, and that is a diligent, watchful, patient meekness, feeling after the moving of the godly seed of life, and following it in faith and obedience, in all things without haste or goals, and no further than what is open before you in the life of obedience. You must be constantly diligent, lest anything slip out of your mind which has been freely given, either for practice or teaching, for only the diligent mind holds the true and living treasures, but the slothful and disobedient are like leaking vessels. So be wise in the light, and prove your freedom from that nature which is high and fierce and hasty, and has risen above the meekness, for herein stands your perfect redemption, to know that you are no longer servants to that nature. For this is the nature that greedily seeks after worldly things, and fears and distrusts whenever it does not have in its sight and possession the thing it lusts after. And if it is convinced of an inheritance in heaven, it will seek that also, in great haste by sight, but not through faith, patience, and obedience. And when it is unable to bring the heavenly inheritance into its own sight, in its own way and time, then it is ready to faint and distrust, for it will never allow itself to be stripped of all things in the hope of an inheritance it has not seen. So those in this nature remain in bondage, and are not heirs of the promise, but the just live by faith, and their birth is free from this world, and their redemption is out from one nature into the leadings of the other, which will bring them to the inheritance of the purchased possession. So prove your freedom in all things, that you may not glory in vain, but in the liberty of sons. Do not say, All things are lawful, all things are pure, and so sit down and say you are redeemed and have a right to all. Instead, first pass through all things, one after another, just as the light leads you, and according to your true measure see if you are still under the power of any. When you have proved this with all things, and found yourself to be free, then you may say, all things are lawful, and also know what is beneficial, and what truly edifies both yourselves and others, and the rest you can reign over without being in bondage to it. This is the liberty of the sons of the new creation, who are born again and are not in bondage, whose liberty is glorious above all visible things. These are the pure, to whom all things are pure, for they have proved all things with that which is pure, and hold fast only that which is good, and are free from the rest. And be ever careful that whatever freedom you obtain through the sufferings and patience of Christ in spirit, you do not part with it to please the flesh, but hold it fast as your everlasting possession purchased for you. Yes, that which was dearly purchased, let it not lightly go. But remember Israel, who was redeemed out of Egypt with great hardships and many signs and sufferings, but soon something rose up in haste which said, Let us return back again, which grieved God above all. This very thing you will find ready to rise up in you upon every hardship and sense of lack as it was with them. Therefore, stand fast in that which you have proved to be liberty indeed, and by no means look back nor lust for that which is behind, and so let it overtake you again. Remember Lot's wife. The wrath of God will ever be upon that mind which looks back into old things that were judged in the light and led out of by the life. So stand single in your minds to follow nothing new or old but what the Holy Spirit leads into. For the work is a work you know not, and the way is a way you know not, except as these things are learned in the obedience. For God's work is not seen in the first nature, but only as the soul is purified and cleared by purging out the old earthly leaven which has darkened the temple of God. Therefore, give all diligence to the Spirit's motion and leadings, what it moves against and what it leads to. For now God will make all things new, a new creation, a new heavens and a new earth, a new heart and mind, a new law, and a new man to walk therein with his Maker in cheerfulness, as the old bonds are broken by the Spirit's leading, to serve in newness of spirit. 
And as you mind the pure leadings of the Spirit and willingly follow and obey, you will come to know your Creator in the days of your youth and how He made the worlds by the word of His holiness and how He is your Father and how He begets you again into heavenly joys though you had gone out from him into the earth with your heart and affections, and will be led out still further from God if you look to the earth. For man can never come unto God, except he die and be changed by the Spirit, so that the new creature is accepted by him, the new heart and mind and spirit which are renewed after the image of God by the Spirit that creates them. But this work will be darkened to your understanding, unless your minds come clear out of the old into the new. For wrath will arise, and confusion will abound in the mind that is double, where the eye is not kept single, looking only to the spirit, but instead looks back into what is lost, dying, and condemned. There you will find nothing but smoke, darkness, torment, and temptations, enticing you back into the old. But if your eye is kept single... Then the whole body is full of light, and true faith arises to endure to the end of the world, looking to the beginning and finishing of the work of regeneration. And standing single unto God in this way, though the world pass away with thundering, earthquakes, and a mighty noise, yet you will not fear or faint, abiding in the meek, patient, and suffering spirit, and in the leadings of that spirit which endures all things to win Christ. And so coming out of Babylon, ye shall not fall with her, nor be darkened with the smoke of her torments and plagues, as all that abide in her must be. But the pure mind rejoices over her in the midst of all.